Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk About Sex with Stephanie Smith. I am Stephanie Smith, your host, and thank you for joining me again on another podcast that I get to share information to all of you. I intend that all the information that I'm putting out helps at least one person. And the good thing is it already has because I get comments and messages all the time and I just love it. And so that's the reason why I continue to do my icky guy. This is my icky guy, helping you have a healthy and satisfying sex life. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm here to do. And I'm also you know, one of the things that I was sharing with somebody, um, just a couple days ago, they asked, why do I love doing this? And honestly, I have a, it's a platform where, um, my grandkids, when they're older, get to come and listen to me, um, share information that's true and it's out there and they know that their grandmother, their Mimi always tells them the truth. So, um, they may not like it, but Mimi always tells them the truth. So, that's the reason why I love doing what I'm doing. So thank you for joining me and keep coming back for more or cause it'll be fun. Got some good interviews coming and some little fun things that I've uh, mustered up. So today we're going to talk about one followers dead bedroom and his success story. And I love talking about these su- success stories because there are many out there. We just don't hear enough of them. And so dead bedrooms can be changed. It's somebody, you just have to do, put some work into it. Relationships take work. They are not, oh, cool, we're married. Okay, we'll do dinner. We do family things and nothing needs to be worked on. That's so not true. Communication weekly needs to happen until you get into the groove where you're really communicating effortlessly And then it's got to be a sit down meeting once a month and discuss all the important topics of your personal relationship, because each relationship will be different. So, but please, you know, if you're thinking that relationships are super easy or that if there's an issue that, nope, I don't need to work on it. It is what it is. Well, that's not a relationship. And no one's going to want to be in a relationship where you don't work on things. You have to work on things together. It makes you stronger. It makes you committed to the relationship. And you, you build your friendship as well. Because the bottom line is, if the things, if your relationship doesn't work out, wouldn't it be better if it's just amicably that you split instead of like a chaotic split? I mean, I've seen it always, I've been there always, and honestly, I just prefer the whole amicably split relationship, and <clears throat> honestly, I'll tell you, it was my my relationship to my 
boy's father, who was just an absolute gem. We did exactly what we agreed to do and it worked out well. So unless you have a partner that you can really know that that's going to happen with, it can be tumultuous. So um, start talking, start talking now. Today is a great day to start. All right. So let's hear this guy's success story. So they went from having starfish sex once every few months to having sex once per day, sometimes three times per day. So hooray for that. Sex has been good for about three years now. So that's awesome. So here's a list of the things that did not work for their relationship. Scented candles, chore play, trying out kinks or BDSM, the love languages, me hitting the gym, porn or erotica. And um, he said that his partner um, liked it. It helped a little bit, but it was just more like having a scratching an itch. Date night, babysitter or nanny, therapy, both for her and for him, marriage counseling, sex therapy, extravagant trips and getaways, ultimatums, suggesting divorce only led to hysterical bonding, which tapered off, scheduled and maintenance sex, wanting to have a kid sex, uh, wife getting her thyroid issues treated. And so what finally fixed the issue was me hitting rock bottom and deciding that I will genuinely try to have the best, happiest life possible with my wife, regardless of sex. Me addressing my untreated ADHD with medication. Me using fake it till you make it to convince myself I really appreciate and love my wife regardless of how much she has sex with me until I had consistently positive vibes around her. My wife feeling loved and appreciated and not like a vehicle for sex. My wife being a fundamentally good person who was attracted to me initially realizes she can be attracted to me again because I am not constantly angry, suffering, moping around her, and instead I'm being best partner I can be. Marriage is healthier, and now all the solutions listed above have a positive impact on our sex, like no matter how dumb they sound. He says, fixing your marriage makes all the attempts at getting more sex easy mode. An unfixed marriage means that all attempts at getting more sex become counterproductive. He is absolutely 100% right. That was the lesson for me and certainly doesn't apply to all low libido or high libido dynamics. But I just wanted to share for those high libidos who, like me, might be caught in a vicious cycle of unproductive mindset and behaviors. You have to be that one to break the cycle. You have to give and love selflessly with no expectations. It's incredibly hard, but what do you have to lose? Worst case scenario, you are back to square one. Best case scenario, it is what happened to me. What a great dead bedroom story. I just love it. I love the fact that he took the time to go back out and find what's 
really broken and really sitting down and communicating sounds like it really did help and taking sex completely off the table and not moping around and crying and really realizing that the relationship needed work. And I hear this a lot from a lot of people. If you would, I know it it comes from women a lot, but I think that people just don't understand that women need a lot of communication and men need very little. And so if we could just find the balance between the two where maybe women, we could find a little more release from our friends and things like that outside of positive people. And so that way we're not dumping all of our stuff onto the men because they, they don't want that either. So, right. So we just need to find good balances where we're getting our needs met. We're able to talk about our needs And I really think for healthy relationships and for people to create healthy relationships moving from the beginning, like what's going to work, what's not going to work and doing some of these things in the first, you know, few months, instead of like all of a sudden you're moving in together after three months and then you don't even know if you guys are compatible. You learn out after the fact, but maybe we should learn ahead of time some things. And I think that will really help. Um, with some of these number one dead bedrooms, divorces, I think um, taking a little bit more time getting to know people is really going to be key in our futures with teaching and coaching anyone that's in relationships. Anyway, um, I hope this was helpful for any of our dead bedrooms out there. Gives them a little example that there is hope out there. There are people talking about it. My listeners love to hear about these particular dead bedrooms because There are so many and people are living them or they know someone around them that has it. So um, I can guarantee you everyone has somebody around them that has a dead bedroom. So whatever we can do to help them, let's help them. All right. Send them to my podcast. They can start learning about ways to have, you know, open discussions about how to start talking about these uncomfortable topics. All right. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast of Let's Talk About Sex with Stephanie Smith. I'm your host, and I say slante and tante. Good health and wealth to all of you. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Like and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.